All right, we ready to rock and roll? Uh, Pat, if you can just say something to the mic so I can get a quick yeah. check. Did something, Patrick, something, something. Sorry. Did he just call you Pat? He did. Something. I apologize. Something, something. That's okay, Dick. Okay. Pat and Dick. Oh, it's like a children's book. Pat, Dick, and Al. Hey, welcome back to Even More Mashed Up. We are a podcast where we talk about all things pop culture from different pop culture angles and pop culture ways. I'm Alan. And I'm Patrick. Could you have said the words pop culture more? I was trying for a world record. Yeah, I'm not sure that's the world record we want. What do we want? If you're going to win a world record, what would it be, Patrick? Ooh, record for longest podcast episode. Boy, I wonder where that was going for a minute, given where we just were. Yeah, longest podcast episode. Let's we see. should what let's is see the, what the longest podcast is. We should see what it is, and we should, we do, should, oh, we should totally we should go do for it that as record. A fundraiser. We should totally go for that record. I think that's not a bad idea. That's a great idea. Did I say I'm Patrick, by the way? I didn't, but that's why I called you Patrick, to okay. remind people that you are Patrick. I am Patrick. I like that idea, And Richard's though. here, too. Oh, we should totally do that. Yeah. yeah. Go for the Guinness Book of World Records for longest podcast episode. I can't be more than like three or four hours. Which, by the way, September 30th was apparently National Podcast Day. I totally missed it. I totally missed it too. You I saw it like on my I saw it on my Facebook and my, my Instagram. You think the producer would send a gift to the talent you think on so. National Podcast Day? Yeah. Am I a producer? No, we were talking about Scroy. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I was like, I don't have anything. So yeah. yeah, so today we are doing another installment of Trailer Park. <laughs> what? It's a horn. No, it's oh, screech screech. No, that's not what right. That? And why would you push this <laughs> button for screech? You screech, said that. Screech, 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 and you're pushing mm, a button. Screech, honk, honk. There we go. Okay, what's the mm? That's the driving. Okay, what's the screech? Breaking. And what's the honk, honk? Hitting, hitting the horn. Why? Because you're you about to hit horn? someone because you had to slam on the brake so fast. Because they're screeching. <laughs> screech, honk, honk. Uh, 52 hours. Oh, jeez. Maybe we should find something else to yeah, do. Maybe we should find, yeah. 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 And that's Wait. only audio. If you do webcast, it's 150 hours. Man, if we had to do 52 hours. There must be rules where you can take a break every once in a while. Uninterrupted. Uninterrupted? Well, the episode, but like we could swap each other out or bring on guests. Yeah, like you'd have to you'd have to almost have two more like uh, co-show uh, hosts. So if, you'd... if we had two more hosts, we could do the show forever. Co-show hosts. I'm pretty sure that's the technical term. <laughs> well, we're learning the business working with yeah, Richard. The co-show hosts. <laughs> It's all linked together. Can we get them from Kosha Hawken? Yeah, it's what it's what I've listed on my uh, CV. I'm a co-show host. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. I'm a show yeah. co-host. So we get I'm we a host get, show co. We get Rebecca and Tamara back. There we go. And we do movies for 52 hours and 10 minutes. No, we can just watch a bunch of movies and talk about them as they're going. We could do that too. Yeah. I mean, that'd be a copyright issue. Or we could start with like we could just watch all the Netflix shows, superhero yeah. shows from yeah. beginning to end. Ugh. Oh man! <laughs> we start with Gotham. <laughs> not a and Netflix, not a Netflix show. show. It's oh, it's it's not. What? Oh, HBO, right? Right. No, that's no. Game of Thrones. Here is our media expert. Yeah, I don't know the shows. No, I'd like to point out. I can plug cables in. It doesn't mean I watch things. An HBO version of Gotham <laughs> would not be a terrible idea. It couldn't be worse. Mr. Freeze is coming. <laughs> I see what you're doing there. Yeah, because it's winter. Little yeah. Games of Thrones. There we go. Yeah. yeah, it could totally work. Mr. Freeze is coming. Yeah. yeah. Bats yeah. of Thrones. Yeah. Games of bats. <laughs> Incest of bats. Mm-mm. <laughs> Not sure I like that part. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so Trailer Park. Oh, no, I forgot to start my, my So, clock. that's okay. I started mine. Uh, so, we're we're dirt, jumping dirt, to some, uh, some movies coming out later in the year. Five minutes off yours. Cut five minutes off? So, so you're saying we're negative five minutes in right now? Yes. We're three minutes and 40 seconds in. So I should add three minutes. This is a riveting podcast, <laughs> I gotta Never say. mind. Yeah. I try to be helpful Cut and I five failed. five minutes off. Yeah. I, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. I don't know either. So uh, what's this trailer park thing you're speaking of? Yeah, so we're talking about... We're what? <laughs> we're talking... <laughs> it's not just me. <laughs> we are talking. Man, my co-show hosts today. <laughs> oh, we are. It's a shame you don't have a choice. Oh, we're at the top of our game. Can you imagine us on an hour forty-eight at this point? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> You'd be on the ground. <laughs> You'd just be gurgling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Balls. Ball. Just ball. Just ball. <sighs> Yeah, so we're talking. Uh, uh, yes, what are we talking? Late, uh, we're talking <laughs> spring, summer, superhero movies. Uh, 
Specifically, Captain Marvel and Dark Phoenix, whose trailers uh, dropped in the recent weeks. Clearly, it is the era of the superhero woman. It is, yes. Both of these yes, films ostensibly featuring uh, female protagonists. Uh, that is what I ostensibly understand. Yeah. So, which one do you want to start with? Well, you're the boss today. I'm not the boss. You told me Captain Marvel first, but I can go either I way. I mean, that's what I've got listed first, but I'm good with either. All right, let's do Captain Marvel. Let's do Captain Marvel. All right. Um, you want to start or you want me to start? You can start. Okay. I will just start by saying what I think you're going to be shocked at. Uh-huh. I'm super excited to see this. Okay. Just because it's a Marvel Studios film about a woman. Okay. I just feel like they've done everything else so well. They have. Why won't they do this one? I'm a little concerned. I know you are, but about, I'm really looking forward to but it. But I am a bit concerned based yeah. on the trailer. Yeah. What, what are your concerns? Well, number one, the first full minute of the trailer is A... Sam Jackson's voiceover yeah. leading up to his reveal. Right. And it's all she's talked about. Right. She's not really um, – she doesn't have a lot of agency in that opening. Like, it's a lot of her being talked about. She doesn't speak. Um, it just seemed a really odd choice to have, like, the first thing we're going to emphasize in the Captain Marvel trailer is that Nick Fury is in this. And then we'll get to talking about, and then we'll get to yeah. presenting Captain Marvel. I think that's fair. I wonder if part of that is that audiences know Nick Fury. Yeah, I would really have, well. Right, I would have flipped things. I would have done something with Captain Marvel, and then had the Nick Fury bit be in the middle. Yeah, because they, I mean, they do, they no, do, because they do Nick Fury. Then you get Captain Marvel's voiceover. Then you kind of get both of them at the end. Yeah. So I can see what they were going for, but I would have, fl- I would have, I would have liked to have seen it start with her talking. I think. I totally see what you're saying. I think I understand what the studio was thinking, even if they got it wrong. I can see it, yeah. Fury is the established character. It is. He is. He's the one that pulls in. Um, people just love Samuel L. Jackson. They do. Too. Yeah, I know. I, I, I hear your tone, and I appreciate your tone. Yeah. Um, but um, – so I can see why they did it, but yeah. I can see your point. I mean, that kind of jumps ahead to yeah. to where I wanted to end, was talking about some of the gender politics of today. We can get to that. So, so you want to talk about the trailer itself first? Yeah, let's start with the trailer. But I also want, I also want to talk that. about – I do find it kind of interesting, kind of building off what you said about this kind of being Marvel's tentpole yeah. female protagonist movie like Wonder Woman. Right. I do find it very interesting that that's going to be Captain Marvel, I th- given her history in the comics. Given sort of her stature. Yeah. Historically in the comics – you're right. Like, did it? I, I mean, I guess Storm is out of the universe, right? Mm. So, like, Storm would have been a more logical character that they haven't made a Black Widow film yet. That's a, within the MCU. That's the one right. that would make much more is, sense. Is yeah. very, very strange. Yeah, you know, or even um, Scarlet Witch. I don't know that they've done enough with the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I don't Witch think there's. Really I don't. I, don't I think Scarlet argument. Witch. I mean, even in the comics, I think Scarlet Witch characters like Scarlet Witch, Vision. They work much better as part of the team. Right. They've never been hugely successful in solo endeavors. Now, Captain Marvel has become way more important in and the Marvel was, well, comic universe. Well, I think of, of late, when, right? I think of Captain Marvel like when you and I were doing comics. Right. As kids. Doing comics? I mean, reading comics. Okay, because uh, uh, I don't comics. know what you mean. I don't you mean that, want to know what you mean by you, doing comics. It was when you and I in the 70s were working for Marvel. <laughs> okay, uh, got it, yeah. But yeah, like Captain Marvel, you know, she was sort of Marvel. It, she, it does make sense that she's going to be the first female film, yeah, because she was in the seventies. Their very sort of conscious effort of we're going to do a feminist superhero, right? And it went off the rails pretty quickly. Hard to imagine. Yeah, I know, shocking yeah. in the seventies that they didn't that they didn't yeah. handle that. How well. could they fail? Um, <laughs> but so she, I mean, so she was way. she was around. She kind of joined the Avengers for a brief time in the seventies. Yeah. Then she's written out in Avengers. She hung around the X-Men for a while. Well, and then she gets basically – Rogue takes her powers. Yep. She's in X-Men. She becomes binary. And, has, and is basically in limbo with the Star Jammers. And yeah. for most of the 80s and 90s, she's not really around. No. It's no. not really until Abusic uh, brings her back in the post-hero reborn Avengers as Warbird. And it's kind of from that – because he actually said something about – you know, he doesn't want to take too much credit, but he said, I don't feel like we get the Captain Marvel movie if he doesn't bring her back right. when he does, in, which was in 98. That that's where you can start charting, so, like, the, her moving up to being Marvel's Wonder Woman. Only very recently. Very so recently. You, you listen to Marvel Studios talking about her being the most powerful character mm-hmm. in that universe, and it's it's kind of stunning. Yeah. The, the way in which Captain Marvel has become mm-hmm. the tentpole. 
at the same time, it also very much parallels what the MCU has done with Avengers and with Guardians, because no one would have mm. ever expected, based on the 80s, right. that Avengers would be the massive film franchise right. that it is. Right. Um, and and Guardians, with Guardians. No, no and Captain way. Marvel, kind of like, you wouldn't expect that's what that's going to be their tentpole. Yeah. Not Storm, not Rogue, not, right. you know, any number of people. Right, I mean, well, any number of X characters yeah. kind of make more sense, but in that way, they're sort of divorced from the universe yeah. at present. So it can kind of understand why it's not even Kitty Pride. Yeah, I mean, there would make for a really, really yeah. Interesting I mean, there's a lot, or in Black Widow, I think as well. Like, I think if yeah. you were if you were asking early on in the MCU, like who's going to be the the tentpole female right. film, it's going to be Black Widow. Like Captain yeah. Marvel comes out of nowhere right. in a lot of ways. In some ways, like Sue Storm. Yeah. When but when Iron Man one came out, if you were you know ranking the probability of a of a the female hero that would be mm-hmm. the first Marvel hero, yeah, like, Captain Marvel would be pretty far down that list. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why that's what I find really interesting. Because yeah, awesome. we're talking about someone who's basically, you know, been a significant presence in the Marvel universe for around twenty years, yeah. and probably, I mean, she became Captain Marvel in twenty twelve. Yeah, so probably only like ten of that is when she's been sort of pushed forward yeah. as kind of this major female hero. Right. So that that that's what I just find very interesting is that you know she was never. In the same way that I never expected there to be Avengers movie growing up, even though I would have loved that, right? I never would have expected Captain Marvel. Like right. she's she was always a second tier character at best yeah. in the seventies and eighties, right? In limbo for most of the late eighties and nineties, yeah. And then it's really in the twenty first century that she's come to prominence. But to me, it's very Marvel Studios. It is once again like we're going to make an Ant Man film, yes, and you're going to go watch yeah, it. Ant Man's like, another good example, yeah. And off we go to watch it, yeah. So. So there's power in it. So, like, in those ways, I, I, I see your critique yeah. of the lack of agency. And so yeah, I just, it, was, it just struck me as really odd. Right. And I get the whole point of hers that she falls down and she gets back up. Yeah. There's a lot of falling down. Yeah. In the trailer. Um, I will say that for all of the falling down, yeah. her hair remains fabulous. Rachel would like that point. Yeah. Like, there is still a hair thing that yeah. is always worth talking yeah. about. Yeah. Like, that was like, I was like, like she's films. got, like, that really kind of flowy 90s hair. Like, that yeah. is 90s hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that it opens in a blockbuster. I liked that. Is a nice nothing tells touch. you '90s, but just right. like yeah. the t- like the tab in Transformers, <laughs> yeah. blockbuster in in this says, okay, we're sometime in the past. Right. Well, and then she goes to a mall. Yes. That's still like open and thriving and full of people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like it's full oh, of people. Man. No one who even takes a second glance at her in her kind of and weird that, alien costume. Yeah, because you're like, like, it's the '90s, man. Which I gotta say, I do kind of like the green kind of tone of the costume. I, mean, yeah. I think it looks great when it shows up in the red and blue as well. Yeah. But I kind of like the green, the, the, cre- the, the cream version. Yeah, I think... Because of Cree green? Yeah. Cream. Because of the Cree? Wordplay, yes. Yeah. Cream. Hashtag wordplay. It's pretty good. I like, I like the cream. Uh, I think they made the right choice in terms of her potential costumes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the 70s costume... The 70s costume, much as I love that costume, that would not work. Yeah, it is a classic. It's a classic kind of. I'm hoping. That, I'm, I'm betting they do some kind of like. Oh, but don't they always? I'm gesture I'm, I'm towards a little it. tired of that. I would not be. I would not be surprised if they Luke did. Luke Cage, you know, seeing himself in the That's reflected great, back in the car window. Yeah, I don't know. I, you look ridiculous. We do that so often that so, I don't know we need to do it. But, I know. Yeah. I, but how do you get her into something that even resembles that unitard right. kind of look? Yeah, that's the other, yeah. It could be a difficult. It could be tricky. Yeah, it could be tricky. Just have it pass by like a Halloween store or something. That'd work. <laughs> that could work. I, I, maybe. And yeah. then, like, she sees her reflection in the costume. And, and then like, watch it explode. <laughs> so, I've seen a lot of people comparing it to Green Lantern. Have you? Yeah, I've seen like that. Costume? That's kind of what the, the, the movie. So they f- like it's going to really? be a colossal flop. Like, like they're concerned that it, it feels very Green Lanterny. I mean, you've got the the ship crashing to Earth with her in at the beginning, which is sort of Green Lanterny. She's a fighter pilot, like how Jordan was a test pilot. Still sounds like a Star Wars movie to me. Um, too. So, so yeah. So there's there's Wait, is that you it? know we see her as part two? of a core of Kree aliens. Yeah, that there there's I, I, people have been making comparisons about it. To me, those are those are kind of interesting coincidences. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're predictive for the movie. Yeah, again, yeah. Green Lantern is a good character. Just the movies didn't turn out well. So, right. like, just because right. they have comparisons doesn't mean anything bad. Yeah. Right. But we live in a world like where people are always looking at stats mm. to determine what's going to happen yeah. in this game. They bring numbers to any kind of discussion. Oh, those people suck. Yeah. <laughs> numbers are the worst. 
Yeah. In fact, you brought no numbers. I was waiting for you to realize that. No numbers at all. No I didn't want to so say far. anything. I was worried you're going to bring so them up. So far. Nope. You forgot numbers. I did not forget numbers. He forgot numbers. No, I did not. There's just not really a lot of good numbers for these. There's no trailer views? I tried to find that and couldn't. Because that was apparently why Dark Phoenix got moved to the summer, was like, trailer views were very high. Yeah. So... So uh, they're very high, so we're going to move it further out. Yeah, coming back, coming back to the movie. Yes, scrolls, I'm in on. Like I've been waiting for scrolls yeah. oh. to show up in an Avengers film forever. I think my favorite part of the movie is when she punches, punches the, the old, old woman. Lady in the I was face. like, I really hope that's a scroll because yeah. if not, this movie just got dark in a way I was not anticipating. I saw a headline online. Let me explain why she's punching an old woman. I'm like, yeah. you need that explained to you? Yeah, I did. Well, she wants to see. Well, and the other thing too that I do like, I do like, Fair is enough. they so you don't are. Know the scrolls? I had no idea what I, – I just assumed she had a bad day. It was no. a subway. The scrolls you know? are shape-changing aliens that infiltrate by taking on the appearance of people. Ah. I do like – and that's the other thing I do like about it is that it is deep diving into the MCU. Yeah. Like we've got Fury and Coulson, so we've got S.H.I.E.L.D. Can I say I really like Coulson. The more I've watched S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, yeah. I was happy to see him in the trailer. I really like Col- – yeah, like yeah. Samuel L. Jackson – I could take her leave. Like, yeah. Fury, I could take her leave. But to, to see yeah. Coulson back and, like, with a full head of hair? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I like, you know, yeah. Fury and Coulson, we've got the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. Floor. stuff. Yep. We've got Dr. Minerva and Captain Marvel from the Kree. Yep. I really hope we get the Supreme Intelligence. Like, I want floating green head dude. I, I, you would want floating like, I want, green I want full on. And then we also get Ronan and Korath the Pursuer on. from Guardians. Now, I'm not thrilled that Ronan's back. I didn't find him kind of the most interesting. He's not. But <laughs> characters. But I feel like this could add to and But he is a cl- next to Captain Marvel. Yeah. He's probably the, the original Captain Marvel. He's probably the most recognizable Kree character that Marvel has. Yeah, that's fair. So I could see bringing him in and, and, and they establish him as part of the Kree and Guardians. So it would be weird to like have this whole section on the Kree and not have Ronan there. So is this going to be like a scroll Kree war? I think it might be laying a groundwork for that. Okay. Yeah, that would be a great stinking movie. I mean, I'm, I, I mean, it seems pretty clear that it's either that or the other thing they're talking about is maybe this is a precursor to something like Secret Invasion. I w- Secret Invasion just strikes me as a great film. Yeah, it could be really good. It's a great film. Yeah. Where does this fall in the timeline of the Avengers? It's set in the 90s, so it's before everything. It's before, it's before everything. Avengers okay. movie you've it seen. It might be... Well, not before, I guess. Um, World War II. Would it be... I don't know. You're it would be, be more after, specific. like, Peter <laughs> Quill getting kidnapped in Guardians, because that was in the 80s. Like, when he gets he gets yeah. zipped up to the ship. Because that music is, like, late 70s, early yeah. 80s music. Yeah, so, but so nothing, it would fall in there. Nothing but, crazy has really happened on Earth at this point. That people know about. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, Quill's been kidnapped by but like, nobody you know, would know about. Guardian. But, and um, what's-his-face's... Um, Quill's dad, like, when the in the second Guardians where the weird things grow on Earth... Yeah. That would all, that's all before most of the MCU, but after this. That's what well, I'm saying. So even that because that's immediately after the first Guardians film. That's that's right because and the first Guardians film is basically he has 2014. To get, he has to get her pregnant. Yeah, with the baby, so right. he can come and steal the baby later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there, I mean, there's the Captain America stuff, right? Yeah, which Captain, obviously yeah. World War Two, which yeah. introduces but yeah, but I mean, Red Skull. By, and I mean, because that well, interact and a lot of weirdness. Yeah. But that could all be top secret in the sense of the world not knowing as well. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, okay. Now, they so, probably know about Captain America. I mean, he was. Well, in, yeah, but I mean, like the Tesseract and Red Skull. And but it's before that. Iron Man, it's before Thor, it's before Iron yeah. So, again, yeah, nothing crazy has happened on Earth, um, like, big deal. Well, except for the Captain America stuff. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah. you saying the Golden Galaxy. But it does raise the, the question the, of, like, where has she been all this time, which I'm right. sure the movie's going to answer at some yeah. point. Um, but I do, I do Maybe like. Some quantum verse time travel. She's just yeah. chilling with Hawkeye. Or... But I do, I do, <laughs> I like that there's. She's, on, she's been on house arrest for three decades. With well, Hawkeye. She's, you know, she's <laughs> just been playing like checkers or whatever. Did you just deal checkers? Yes, he did. <laughs> That's why Rich sucks at checkers. <laughs> I always win when I play against myself. I've why got five red checkers at me. <laughs> I've got five red chips. That's a royal flush. <laughs> I mean, I just throw checkers at people to the go I away. win! <laughs> Probably doesn't take long. Oh. <laughs> so, but I do, yeah, so, like, I like, the, I like the way it's digging into the MCU. Yeah. I like that it's all the stuff that kind of makes sense. Like, yeah. it's the cosmic stuff, it's S.H.I.E.L.D. And if it sets up Secret Invasion, I'm double thrilled yeah. with it. Like, even happier. Now, are you buying the argument that Carol already has Binary's powers when she comes back? 
It's been knocking around a little bit online that you see the, like the glowing in the eyes and different you like do. sort of power signatures that you might associate. Yeah, with I mean, I don't, the scene where she's on like the train or whatever, where she fires out of her hand, like I did not. I thought the effects on that looked pretty, yeah, lackluster. Um, it's going to be because one of the things that struck me is they've got this whole sort of she doesn't remember right. being on Earth thing, which are like, well, that's weird. That's not really part of her of like Captain Marvel's story. But I'm like, right. wait a minute. Is that what they're doing to replace Rogue stealing her memories? Ah. Which is what happened in the oh. comics. I'm like, oh, is that their twist on Interesting. that? So yeah. maybe that maybe well, that's what – to kind of get that sense of – because, again, that was the thing is when Rogue stole – she stole her memories, and even when she got them back, yeah. she had no emotional connection to them. So, like, she remembered her parents, but none of the feelings of her parents she had right. for them. Yeah. Um, so that I thought was really interesting. I was like, oh, I wonder if that's how they're adapting kind of, like, that she comes back to Earth yeah. but doesn't really know. Like, is that a version of, like, what Rogue did to her? I kind of, One of the things I liked about the trailer is it didn't reveal a lot. No, it doesn't. And I like that. Like, because there's a while before the film is actually here. Yeah, it's not until March. So, like, a slow sort of yeah. reveal makes more sense to me that way. Yeah. Yeah, and so... If she's going to be the most powerful character in the universe, right? She might need the binary powers. Oh, I think she, I think I think it's pretty clear that she's gonna because she can't be just, have those kind of upgrade. Yeah, she can't be just a Kree soldier, right? Because there's a bunch of people like that, and yeah. that's fairly ordinary in the Marvel universe. Yeah, no, either she's going to have the powers or she's going to get the powers in some point. Yeah. over the course of this film. Yeah, um, you know, there's obviously a question of of clearly she. I'm assuming she in putting on the red and blue version of the costume is going to change loyalties from the Kree Empire to Earth. Yeah. Um, you know, it seems... I think uh, it's Jude Law again, actually, playing... I think he's playing Captain Marvel. Is he? Yeah, I think that's who he's playing, the original yeah. Captain Marvel. Because, um, I mean, again, in the comics, she got her powers due to, like, an accident where she kind of merged with him. Right. For So maybe there that might be a way that we get sort of her... Um, powered up. Something's gonna have to happen. Yeah, yeah. Either it's gonna, either it's gonna have to be something that happens, or it's gonna be something innate in kind of her mixture of Cree human genes that gives her a greater power. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Like the trailer, I have issues with kind of the way the trailer's framed. Yeah. Um. But again, like, it's a Marvel movie. Like, I'm, I'm well past the point where I'm going to doubt a Marvel movie until they actually fail. Right. Yeah, that's how I feel. And I really hope they don't fail on this. Yeah. This would be the worst time to fail. If, I, if they do, it will be disastrous. We haven't yeah. gotten to what is my favorite part of the, the trailer. Which is what? And then I've got one more point, and then we should probably move to Dark my, I, I can't believe you can't guess what my favorite part of the trailer is. Is Hawkeye in it somewhere? No. I don't know, then. Maria Rambeau. The African American female pilot that she's with? That's Rambo. That's Rambo. That's her that's her the mom of Monica. So you think that becomes Captain like, I, I just Is like, it just an Easter egg? I don't do know what it is, but I bring her along. I would love would it. Awesome. Oh, if they brought the second Captain Marvel as as photon. Like I just love that they've established yeah. the Rambos in the MCU. Like yeah. I'm just like that because that's the era when I got back into Avengers. And it means you'll see Monica eventually. That's right? my sense. At least as a kid. As a kid. That's right. what I'm getting. I'm like, we've got to see Monica like hanging around with her mom. Yeah. Like Yes. That I'm like I'm the fact that they just acknowledge that Rambo is part of the Captain Marvel legacy. Yeah, um, just makes me happy. That's nice. I'm like, oh, Rambo's. It's oh, really, the Rambo's. It's a really nice. Because um, yeah, like she. I mean, because that's the stern era of Avengers. Like that's when I got back into collecting comics. Yeah. largely regularly, and that's when she had her heyday. So yeah. I, I that I was very excited. I'm like, thank you for including her as part of the Captain Marvel kind of legacy because she gets left out. Very cool. Too much. No, that's very cool. It might be worth pointing out real quickly how this fits into the gender politics of today. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw the controversy online or not about how she needs to smile more. Oh, God. Oh, Like, all God. these people complaining about how she's not smiling enough. Um, yeah, you know who I think needs to smile more? People who write that kind of stuff? No, Brett Kavanaugh. He seemed really sad the last time he was on TV. Maybe I, was, sad would not be how I would describe him. I would say more, belligerent and angry. Himself. Yeah, but if he smiled yeah. more, maybe If he smiled more, way. he'd be, yeah, he'd be. I think he'd right. look creepy if he smiled more. Mm, it's creepy either way. Yeah. Anywho, so when um, I watched the trailer, I didn't really say, man, she's not smiling enough. No. And have you seen the Photoshop of the male heroes? The who male. Who aren't smiling, but they now put big smiles oh, on, like, I did, I did on like, Thor's face and everything. And you realize how ridiculous it yeah. is and thus how gendered it is. 
But CNBC wrote the following. Despite the success and potential for this new wave of Hollywood content, Mm -hmm. the challenges that surround female superhero films still need to be considered. Mm -hmm. They will be under an even larger microscope than male-led superhero films. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's totally fair. I mean, this one, I mean, particularly this one coming in the shadow of Wonder Woman, like, there's kind of that additional, like, microscope yeah, but it. Wonder Woman's bringing back Steve Trevor, so it's already gone down a couple notches. Yeah, but, you know, probably just as it goes. But it hasn't happened yet, so we can pretend it's not going to. But, yeah, I, I really want this movie to succeed. Oh, I so desperately want this movie uh, to succeed. More than any Marvel movie that's been yeah, made. I really, I really yeah, I really do. Again, and there's no reason to doubt Marvel. No. Like, they pulled off Ant-Man. Brie Larson is great. She saw, yeah, she's a great actress. Um, I mean, again, nails the look of the character. Right. They, um, they're introducing the right kind of Marvel history. Yeah. Into the film. They seem to have made smart choices. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's nothing about this that makes you say, uh-oh. Not yet, yeah. So, but yeah, so I, I, did, I really, I'm like, please don't let, let Venom be the movie that, right. that screws up the Marvel Universe. If Marvel doesn't give Captain Marvel agency in this film, I will be stunned. That's, yeah. There is, like, given what they did with Black Panther mm-hmm. and the female characters in Black Panther. Yes. To me, it is yeah. unimaginable that, that what you're seeing in the trailer right. That's is going to kind don't of like, shape the whole yeah, film. I, I just I don't like the way that. the trailer starts off with her framed more as an object than a subject. Totally fair, but so. I just I can't believe that's what the film's going to be. I can't either. If they do, oh, they're in trouble. Yeah, they're in deep trouble. <laughs> they're in deep trouble. And they're they're listening now. Yeah. So they got time. Oh, to Oh yeah, it. they clearly again. Yeah. We keep waiting for Marvel to contact us to help them with their scripts. Yeah. I don't know why that hasn't happened yet. Well, they don't have to. They listen to the show. It's a fair point. We're kind of giving it oh, away. That's true. What are they are. saying? If you give it away, nobody will pay for it. Yeah. Who says that? Yeah, maybe if we. I don't know. I don't know. Anywho, right. Dark Phoenix. Does Dark, Dark Phoenix. Phoenix I think we're chance. about halfway through the show, so it makes sense to move to the second topic. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So the final X Men film from Fox, <sighs> sort of the swan song of the X universe as we know it. It's about time. Although the X Men First Class have been. Pretty good films overall. Yeah. yeah. I mean, First Class was really good. I really liked that I film. mean, I would say the, the X-Universe, the first X-Men was perfectly good. Which one? Are you, well, you're going all the way I'm back all to the way back. Yeah, the first X-Men was, was a good, solid it start. It was good. X-2 was X-2 terrific. is still one of my favorite superhero Wait, movies. I think good. that's the first one to really pull off the superhero team. Yep. X-3? That's a bit of a hot Disaster. mess. And I might be <laughs> bringing that up today. Um, yep. First Class, solid. I Better than solid. It's one um, of my favorite superhero films. Yeah. Um... Days of Future Past. That was after that. Oh yeah, again, Wait, so much even better. Up there, up there with the best of them, I would say. Not I, I, quite. I didn't X2. like it as much as First Class, but it. Yeah, I like that Wetcon so much of the bad stuff. Oh, that's what I. Well, yeah. that's what I love about it is that it embraces. I think we talked about it on the show, yeah. like it embraces what is the fundamental aspect of X Men comics, which is completely jobbed continuity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the fact that they basically created that movie to wipe out all the bad, like yeah. Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine Origins, X Men: Last Stand. Like the purpose of that movie is to cleanse the palate. Yeah, yeah and then X Men Apocalypse. I liked X Men Apocalypse. It was a good superhero movie, it's but it's not. not like it's a, not great. It's not a great film. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And now, so Dark Phoenix, yes, completes it. Yes, it does. Like sort of the first. So do you want to? I, I do have a fair or foul on this. I have some as well. Do I have one from the Mary Sue. Oh, the Mary Sue. Yes, uh, this is the title of the article. Dark Phoenix trailer shows how little the X-Men franchise has learned since Last Stand. Well, the problem with Last Stand, from my perspective, is it just crammed too much in there. And I'm concerned that's going to... There's a lot of Last Stand in this trailer. The thing is, to really do the Dark Phoenix right, you probably need three films. Yeah, yeah, at least two. Yeah, but you could see it as a trilogy, too. Yeah. But at least two. But it's not going to get... It's going to get one... And and once again, we're doing it in one. So I, I... totally hear that concern. Well, we're doing it one. We're doing yet another. I mean, again, if you look at the trailer, it is almost, it, it's hitting all of the same beats as Last Stand. Yeah. Phoenix is out of control. Right. Xavier did something to her. Yeah. She goes to Magneto. Yeah. Um, she ends up fighting the X-Men. And it's just, particularly given, like, the cosmic scope of Infinity War... Like the grounded sort of realism that the X universe has been in, and that yeah. this this is another kind of grounded, realistic Dark Phoenix. Like I don't want to see that. Like I want but, the space opera. Right. I want I, Shiar. I right. want like that. right. The, the, there aren't going to be Shiar in this film. To me, I, I'm assuming there aren't. It's hard to say. Like there's, is, we don't know yet. Um, Jessica Chastain's character, that's the white-haired woman, 
all we know about her, her name is Smith. Right. And she's apparently an alien. They're describing her as an alien shape changer. Well, I just heard that she was a shape changer. I saw a thing that said she was an alien. I've not seen that said. I mean, that yeah. might help a little bit, but she works better as the bad guy if she's a gender-swapped mastermind. Well, there's a, there's a couple things she could be. She could be a gender-swapped mastermind. Which, to me, is the way to go. Because I, I said she could be I a gender-swapped mind. I think she's going to be playing that role either way. She's clearly going to be the one manipulating Phoenix into going dark. Yeah. Um, right. No, that's true. But I want it to be the way Mastermind did it. I could see her as a mastermind. Yep. With the white hair, I think, and Emma Frost playing the role of mastermind. The Possibly. other one that sort of splits the difference. Yeah. Because if you remember, what Last Stand tried to do was graft the Phoenix saga onto uh, the the gifted storyline where the mutant cure was developed. I think that was yeah. a Whedon storyline. Yeah. I wonder if she's Cassandra Nova. Oh, man. I so hope not. Who had kind Never of a quasi-alienness about, like she was Xavier, and she took over the Shi'ar. Like, yeah. I wonder if that's who Chastain's character is. Um, but well, all of that just makes me feel, it just feels so, like I just watched the film, like I watched the trailer, and I'm like, this feels kind of pedestrian. Right. To me, the, the moment that really made me hopeful in the trailer is when you see them going up into space. I know. And they're going to the, have the, but they're going to the have moment. the incident, right? Yeah. And then that incident should spin them into space. You're yeah. right. It should be the space opera. It should be. They are clearly trying to do something different. Like, there's a lot of complaining that seems so character-driven. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I don't either, but I've got a lot of stuff from Forbes I want to run by you. Well, but the, the, they're dubious. Again, going back to, to Last Stand, um, you know, there's the shot of, like, Magneto's Brotherhood. Yeah. Which apparently includes Celine. Um, and Red Lotus, who is a minor character in Extreme X-Men. Yeah. And all I look at that and I say, oh, so that's basically like how Psylocke was introduced in Last Stand. Like with yeah. Celine, it seems like a major character in the comics that's yeah. basically going to be a one-off minor cameo yeah. in here. It just, I, I, and that I, was the problem with X3. Right. Was and it was like it became a series of can you and, spot all the cameos. And that is yeah. my fear is that like I look at this movie and spot first off – the mutant. Um, Simon Kin Kinberg. Yeah. Who is one of the – he's the writer and director of Dark Phoenix. Yeah. He co-wrote Last Stand. Yeah. I'm oh. not – Now, he claims he's learned the lessons of the of the first run at it. Lies. Yeah. I just I look, we'll I look at this film and I'm like – but it still feels like a retread right. in a lot of ways. There's stuff about the film that appeals to me. McAvoy and Fassbender I think are really terrific. They are, but the last life. film I thought we kind of put to bed the Magneto Xavier. Like I don't want this to be right. another Magneto yeah. Xavier no. Mystique movie. Well, that's my next point. I'm tired of the Magneto coming and going arc, you know. He's good to bad to back again, yes. you know. Like it's been, yeah, yeah, he loses. It's been done. Now, to to be fair to the movie, it's been done in the comic book so often it has. that there's a kind of truthiness to it yeah. in terms of the canon. But it is like it's. Did you like it when it happened in the comics? No, no, I didn't say it was good. Yeah. I said that it does reflect yeah. the way that it's kind good of to source material. Shifted back and forth. At least in the comics, he does it over a series of years, like in these films, or decades. Right. It's just it's it's so, you yeah. know fifteen minute shifts. Yeah. Yeah. Today's just, Tuesday. I'm evil. I mean, Fastbender is great, but yeah, the the, the yeah. way they're using him, not so much. Yeah, Jessica Chastain. Is great, but if the character's not right, yeah, yeah. Well, I, we just have no idea who her character is. Now, I'm hoping they're calling her Smith. Oh, I'm assuming that's a pseudonym to hide it, to hide you know the truth of it. It better be Mastermind, or I'm unhappy. That would be the most logical choice. Would uh, some version or some character blended with Mastermind? Yeah, I just that's it's what it's got to be. Um, so let me give you some fair or foul from Forbes, okay? Which is very dubious. They they are like you on this film. They have a lot okay. of doubts. I thought about... you were just telling me that what you're about to read was dubious. I'm no, like, no, well, no. They I are dubious on foul. the film. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they point out, number one, that Dark Phoenix being set in the past, right, mm -hmm. um, makes it by default both a female-led superhero flick and yet another and yet another super he another female superhero movie that's a period piece. Mm. This is a frankly bizarre coincidence that perhaps shows an unwillingness of studio executives to embrace the idea of present tense female superhero movies. Oh, that's interesting. Right? That Wonder Woman set in the past, that this Captain is set Marvel in the past, set in the that past. Captain Marvel set in yeah. the past, that all of these female-led movies mm -hmm. are time-displaced. Yeah. None of them 
Now, obviously, Captain Marvel is clearly coming to the present. Yes. Yeah. Right? She's coming to part two of Thanos. Yes. Like, that's coming for sure. But to this point, in a way, this what, what do you think? Like, what do you think of the observation that the female superhero movies that have been made yeah. have been sort of segregated to the Well, past? and even the next Wonder Woman is still only getting to the 80s. Yeah, 1984. Um, it's a, that's a really interesting observation. I mean, it's hard to – I don't necessarily – I mean, yeah, because you could argue, yeah, Wonder Woman set in the period piece, but then we do see her in the present in Justice League. True. And Wonder Woman— And in, and in Batman versus Superman, where she was first introduced, she's right. in the present. And given the source material yeah. of Wonder Woman, it would make sense to start yeah. Yeah. in the past. So I don't—I right. don't—I mean, it, it's an interesting trend. I yeah. don't know that I necessarily see it as inherently problematic. Right. It, to me, it's like the voiceovers in the Captain Marvel trailer. Yeah. Could be a bad thing, but yeah. not necessarily so. Yeah, I mean, with the idea that, that Wonder Woman's going to be moved forward. And uh, she already is forward, And already right? is like forward. Captain Marvel's going present. to be moved forward. But it, yeah. it is kind of an interesting trend, and I, I, I can see why right. they sort of put the spin on it that they right. do. But when Wonder Woman's in the present, it's not a female-led film. Right. Right? She becomes just a supporting character in the present. She can be... Right. Well, except the for the fact that, I mean, I think in Justice League she was still the best character. And she was the leader of the team. Yep. I think Bruce says – I think by accident. Leader, so. You know, by accident. Well, the movie bit, well that movie is a bit of an accident. That's what I mean. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I, I could see that. I don't know that I necessarily see it as inherently problematic. Um, particularly in the sense that we're at – particularly with the Marvel Universe. We're at the point where the Marvel Universe is so established that if you want to introduce someone – in sort of the present and not them have them be the complete rookie, yeah. you've got to do their origin in the past. Right. Yeah. So in a way, Marvel, in doing a prequel to Thanos Part Two, mm -hmm. is solving a bunch of problems that you would have if she just showed up in the present. Yeah. Well, it's kind of it's a, it's kind of an interesting take. It's kind of the flip of Infinity War, which benefited from not having to really introduce anyone except Thanos. Right. And so it becomes a Thanos movie. Yeah. yeah. Here they've anticipated, they know they want Captain Marvel to just kind of show up in right. the Infinity War Part 2. Um, so they very smartly said, well, let's do a film, whereas DC would just have her show up in, like, Justice League 2 right. and try to explain all of her backstory along right. with, like, eight other new members of the right. Justice League. So, so the counter-argument to Forbes' article is to say... That the prequel is actually a way to empower and provide agency to Captain Marvel. Yeah, and so, in yeah, a way that see you it. could not do yeah. if she just showed up in a film. Mm -hmm. Right? She'd either be like a guy in a film that's already overstuffed high. with. Right, and isn't going to have time. Well, and again, for if, that if, kind of exposition. If your solution to inf to Thanos in Infinity War right. is Captain Marvel showing out of the blue, yeah. my sense is fans are not going to really feel. Right. I'm already concerned that I don't know how the Infinity War two movie is not entirely anticlimactic. Yeah, like we know everybody's got to come back, one way or another. Yeah, and I'm just like, so I, no, I just I don't know. It depends on how do they come back. Yeah, I'm just really. Are I they like, going to use part two to rewrite I don't or know. revamp the franchise? If they do, then I think there's a lot of climax. Yeah, but yeah, I just oh, I should say I don't see any way that doesn't make that part two works. It doesn't make kind of part one feel anticlimactic. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. Way, the way part one ended, like with the little kid sobbing behind me oh, in yeah. the theater, <laughs> you know, like, you know, yeah. or the guy in the back of my theater was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like you, I, I don't think you do better than that. Or, 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 no, or the people like sitting next to me, they're like, oh, I thought they were going to do a Black Panther movie. Like, yeah. They are doing a Black Panther movie. Yeah. Or like, you know, when Spider-Man goes, it's like, well, yeah. oh, I now thought, you know for certain. I, I, I guess Tom Holland, he, he totally flopped. Oh, yeah. him back as Spider-Man. Oh, right. yeah, he's it's terrible. Like, you're looking well, at that, it's like, His oh. death scene was not poignant at all. No, yeah. no, no. That, just a hack going just through, a hack going job through right the paces, there. Yeah. you know? Jeez. <laughs> it's like, as soon as they do that, it's like, oh, so but yeah, they all It is kind of interesting that I think Avengers and Infinity War 2 will change the effect of I'm really interested to see what they do with Infinity War 2. Yeah. Yeah, me too. But that gets us off of Electric Boogaloo. Dark Phoenix. Yes. Yeah. Bobby's big on Electric Boogaloo, but I don't think most people our age know the reference. They don't. Okay. I get feel better. No, no. I think people our age knows the reference. Yeah. People who are not our age don't know the reference. Yeah. I get the reference. Bobby says it's big among the kids. It is. Break into Electric Boogaloo? Yeah. No. The no, second they're, they're, part. They're, they're, something, they just something tag, to Electric yeah, Boogaloo. Electric Again, they're just doing it with no knowledge of what it means. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they do it's or not. It's just pastiche. Oh, your favorite thing. It's very postmodern. So Forbes says that this is, quote, a pretty dull and low-tech trailer. 
mm-hmm. with more than a passing resemblance in the first half to X Men Last Stand. You've already yeah. kind of covered that. Yeah, well, again, it's it, it's yeah, it just again, particularly given what the MCU has done. Like, I can understand when X Men, the first X Men, comes out, like doing it in the sort of that very grounded realism. I mean, they had a very limited budget. Yeah. Um, yeah and so the X universe has always too. been like yeah. Days of Future Past got a little got a little sci-fi out yeah. there, but that's as far as an apocalypse. But that's really as far yeah. as they've gone. Yeah. Like this, just it just particularly given that it is the Dark Phoenix saga, which yeah. is as space opera as you can get. That we're once again getting this very sort of grounded, realistic take on it. I'm like, yeah. I saw this. Like, this is not what I want to see. But Forbes says it's I even, want the Imperial Guardsmen. Right. Where are they? Right. And Forbes says it's even worse than that, right? Because you want Gladiator. I want I want all of them. Yeah. I want right. all of them. Yep. I want Gladiator. I want the Hellfire Club. Oh, my yes. gosh. Like, yeah, I, space I want, I want And I like want the original. Without the Hellfire Club? Yeah. Please. I want Sebastian Shaw. I want Fat Leland. I want yep. Donald Pierce. Like, I want those dudes. You want Emma Shaw or Emma Frost? I want Emma Frost. Yeah, like, those are the people that I, that's yeah. the Hellfire Club. Like, right. That should be the Hellfire Club, and Mastermind should be part of it. Yes. And that's where you get the Dark Phoenix. Yes. And it's such a good story. It is. Like, there's, that like. They continue to muck with it. Uh, that's the thing. It's just It so is the one story that you literally should just treat the comics like your storyboards. Right. You, should, you know what you should do? You should do what, um, what's his name? Snyder did for Watchmen. Yes. Right? That's what you should do. You should take the comic book and you should shoot it panel by panel. Like, it's just, just do and that. it will be terrific. Yeah. Like, nobody wants like, to see you, your good. grounded, realistic, hey, Dark Phoenix. Right, right. I want aliens. I want the Emkron crystal. Yep. I want, you know, the Starjammers. Well, like, and you think they where's, where's, like, where's Chode? You want a showdown on the dark side of the moon? Yeah. Like, you yeah. want I want a watcher. Done. Where is my but watcher? you think yeah. they'd, you'd look, they'd look at Marvel and go, like, what is Marvel doing? They're, in, they're on Titan, you know, fighting Thanos. Takes uh, you yes. know, notice what they're doing. They all well, particularly having... given Infinity War. Like I look at Infinity War and I'm like, that's what I want for Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Like I want to go to Titan. I want to go to nowhere. I want to like. Yes. It should be epic. Yeah. Yes. Because it's epic. We've got plenty not... of grounded and realism. Yet Hollywood keeps coming back to the Dark Phoenix story. They do. They keep... and, and they keep saying, I know better. Yeah. And they haven't yet. Or we're going to take the Dark Phoenix, but fit it into sort of our. Right. But that's how they know better. Are they doing like, it because it's of, right. cheaper? Because, like, they don't do all those effects I, of being in space and whatnot? I guess so. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, look at how much money Infinity War made. Right. Like, look, the Dark Phoenix done in uh, a Watchmen-esque kind of style I mean, it's, would it's sad at the box office. that still the best adaptation of the Dark Phoenix saga is the cartoon from the 90s. Yeah. And they just did the – they basically did the, the, the right. comic. Which is what it should be. With their cast. I mean, they don't have Colossus, so they have Rogue playing that role, but – that was so, what. That's what I want. Forbes goes even further. They say, "Look, we're retelling the Dark Phoenix saga, mm-hmm. which we've already done, um, and we're doing it with a Jean Grey, a Cyclops, a Cyclops, and a Storm, who are only introduced in the last movie. Yeah, like they're characters we don't even know that well. Yes. Also, he says, "Quote: This is like telling the Killing Joke is the very first Batman Joker movie." Yeah. Yeah. But how also, do you tell the where Dark did Phoenix their cool individual costumes go? Yeah. From the end of, Age of Apocalypse. Yeah. They're wearing the Grant Morrison X. I'm like, yeah. no, where yeah. were their cool 80s costumes? Yeah. I want their cool 80s costumes. Yes, I do too. Yep. So, yeah, no, I mean, you know, I mean, you look at the team. It's Cyclops. It's Jean Grey. Yep. It's Storm. It's Nightcrawler. Yep. It's Beast. Yep. Like, how do you screw that up? Yeah. Like, that's a classic X-Men line. It's a great X-Men Now, the one line. thing I do like in the trailer yeah. is I do like the split between Beast and Professor X. Yeah. Because you see Beast on Magneto's side. Yeah. And I like that because that's actually one of the through lines basically from first class has been yeah. their kind of partnership. Yeah. Um, and so I really – I do like that they're doing something with that. Like that's the one – like that's, again, the, the character part, somewhat of the emotional core. Like the way in which that Beast clearly feels betrayed by, you know, Professor X, whatever he did to Jean Grey right. to keep her safe. Yeah. Because that's what he did in Last Stand. Right. Uh, yeah, he doesn't learn. He but do, being no, really no. smart, I do he like the not... you know Professor X sucks because Professor X does suck. He does kind of suck, and it is the As kind of person. thing he would do. It totally is the thing he would do. But if you're going to retell the Dark Phoenix story, retell it from the comic book, not, not the terrible stand. film. Yeah, like I don't, I don't. That yeah. seems sort of self-evident to me. Yeah, I just, I don't. It is under- one of the great comic book stories. Yeah, it's almost like okay, they didn't like our last stand, so we're going to do it again the right. same way but better. Yeah. It's like uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Again? 
that trick never works. Yeah. So yeah, I just you know I re- I just wish Dark Phoenix was better. Yeah, I'm with you. And so what happened f- to the New Mutants movie? Well, Forbes ends by saying if Dark Phoenix implodes, mm-hmm. it'll be all too easy for Walt Disney and Marvel Studios just to swipe the slate, yeah. save for Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool, and reboot the franchise. Yeah, is that where we're headed? Like that's that's what I wanted. It to looks ask like you. they're like, going to have to do another Days of Future Past like, kind of thing. You yeah, know? like what's next for X Men? I think they just scrap it all. There's not much left that they would want oh, to yeah. do. And, and recreate it inside and Well, particularly given that, I mean, the one thing that you, that sort of, I think, kept the X franchise plugging along for the longest time yeah. was Jackman's Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. And this is going to be the first X-Men movie without him in it. Yeah. Um, so and I think that's really worried that these new characters, these new actors don't carry a franchise like Halle Berry. I'm and, not sure that Halle Berry ever carried the franchise. Well, and he, no. but she was a star uh, when she was in X-Men. Um, yeah. Jackman. Well, she was considered a big star, right? She was. I feel like she was kind of on the downhill. He had um, what's his of. name as uh, Professor X. Like he had. Oh yeah, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. He had big names. He had big names to like Ian McKellen and Ian McKellen. McKellen. Right. Magneto. Like, so, and that you know the, this new group, you know Ty Sheridan and Sophie Turner and Alexander Ship. Yeah. Are, don't have the same kind of. They don't have. The, I mean, I like them. Of course, I, Hugh Jackman I, was unknown when he first showed up. Yeah, X Men was his first movie. His like, I just cannot believe that that was Hugh Jackman's first movie was X Men. But New Mutants is coming, I assume. I think so. I'm just not sure when. And then what? Like, you're in charge of Marvel Studios mm-hmm. now. Oh, I've ta- haven't I told you my theory? No, I don't want that. I don't want you to use the Fantastic Four and X Men to create space for Avengers to reboot. I want a new idea from you. But that's my idea. I don't like it. I want something new. That's the Avengers I- have to be kept <laughs> alive to during this time. <laughs> No, they don't. I'm going to go fund a Green Arrow movie if you don't come up with a better idea. Why don't you just fund a Hawkeye movie? No, it's supposed to hurt you. (laughs) It's supposed to hurt. Wouldn't an X-Men versus Avengers movie be really great, though? (sighs) Not really. No, because then you're getting into the worst of the comics. Oh, it'd be great. No, no. Pair the teams down. No, you know what? No, actually, you know what you do to bring them together? What? I got two words for you. Dark Phoenix? No. Secret Wars. That would be awesome. You have the Beyonder bring Fantastic Four, X-Men, and Avengers onto Battle World. Now, now you got something that's going. What you, that's what you follow this up with is Secret Wars. Spider-Man gets a black suit. Everybody wins. You just do You do Secret Wars. Yeah. That's Except what you do. The problem is you've got a bunch of Avengers who are retiring from the but no, yeah, Avengers a, acting gig at this point. So yes. That's still fine. Then you've got a bunch of new people coming in like Captain Marvel. I guess so. You could take like the yeah. B-team like, Avengers. Yeah. To, yeah. I mean, that's the issue is that – I mean, Secret Wars only really works with your big-name right. people. But, I mean, Secret Wars would be a way to bring them all together yeah. with the Beyonder. Um, and that could even mix universes if you wanted to, but mm-hmm. I'm assuming Marvel doesn't want to. Or that's how the X-Men and Fantastic Four – But what I'm saying is, like, do you want to bring in the, the, the X-Men franchise? Oh, no, no, DC no. is kind of stumbling now. Oh, no, no, no. And the last Fantastic Four? Into yeah, that? wipe it clean. No, that, that was the yeah. – the, um, Start right. over, then bring it in. Oh, yeah, yeah that's the other thing. Um, Kinberg, who is directing Dark Phoenix. Yeah. This is literally his second movie that he directed. Um, good, good, he's been, good second movie to try it out In on. terms of his writing credits. Yeah. So he wrote Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, hated that mm-hmm. film. Triple X State of the Union. Yeah. I did watch that. Film. And the other movie that he has credits on is the most recent Fantastic Four. And this is the guy writing Dark Phoenix. So they just gave up or Well, he's been a producer on X-Men since yeah. it started. Right. So I think it's kind of hard to tell him no you can't write and direct the movie, but Yeah. Somebody it, still should. Like, it I sounds just, I just It just sounds dangerous. Yeah. Well, the other thing too is that I kind of wish Matthew Vaughn that did First Class was still around. Um, but yeah, so I'm, 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 yeah, so Secret Wars would be a way to bring them all together. Yeah. Um, but again, particularly if you're losing Cap and Iron Man and Thor. Yeah. And Black Widow and Hawkeye. Like, you're losing the mainstays of the team. Like, you can't do Avengers no, no, without those Hawkeye five. Hawkeye on that list. He can stay. Oh, and Hulk. Nobody, nobody cares. Hulk as well. Um. Right. Now, I just, it, it. To me, this is a really interesting time because the Avengers have run their course mm-hmm. after the next film. The X-Men franchise has kind of run its course. Yes, which again is why I suggested my you use Fantastic Four and X-Men yeah. to reboot, and the, then you do Avengers. The after last that. Fantastic Four just oh my God. fizzled. Like it was, it was, it fizzled. Mis- might be too generous. It misfired. Yeah. I don't know what it did, but it, it flamed off. Flamed off. My God, I see what you did there. Um, so yeah, maybe you can use it to buy some time, but it just to me, 
this is the really interesting time because now they've built a universe that they can't sustain. Talking about all of them, really. Oh, yeah. Because the Fantastic Four is terrible. Yes. Unsustainable. X-Men Dark Phoenix again clearly yeah. is at the well, again, end even, of if you that even think kind about, of run. If you even think about X-Men Apocalypse, like at the end of that, you literally had McAvoy and Fassbender doing the same dialogue from, from X2. Yeah. Like there, there's kind of this idea of things being recycled there as well. Yeah. So it, it feels like it's come to an end. Mm-hmm. So what's Marvel going to do? Because they're making some pretty decent money right now. Squirrel Girl. On these films. Oh, uh, that'd be nice. They could. I'd probably go watch a Squirrel Girl, Squirrel Girl movie. Mm-hmm. They can't do Cloak and Dagger because that's on. Yeah, you know what they could do is they if they could do if they could take more of a hand on the Spider-Man franchise at Sony. Yeah, they could build a Spider-Man universe because they haven't done that yet. Right, and Spidey's got a great Rogues Gallery. Like next to Batman, he's probably right. got the best. But do you, so do you then let all the other franchises sit? It feels like if I'm Marvel, I want to find a way to start pulling them together. Right, so Spider-Man already is in. The yeah. Avengers universe. Yeah, but so I if you build up his side of it. Yeah, I'm just thinking more along the lines of if you know you're losing Downey and Evans and Hemsworth, yeah. you can't just replace those guys. Well, I mean, look at the young X-Men cast. You can't just put new people in the roles. Yeah. You could uh, try, but it's not worked it's, well. It's not going to work. Like, there, there yeah. needs to be that breathing room. Yeah. Uh, so I could see building up the franchise and, and you know, like building up Spider-Man, building up Fantastic Four. Building up X Men in the MCU. So the Avengers just you don't make Avengers movies for a while. I don't know. Like that's it's it's. To I me, mean, it's hard for me to believe that Hollywood's going to let that happen. Like, oh, oh yeah, we're think, just not going to make Avengers movie. I yeah. mean, we made you know two hundred billion on the last movie, but yeah, no, we're good. Maybe the second Thanos movie convinces the old guys to kind of pull back, and thus your Avengers franchise moving forward is Captain Marvel. It does, but I mean, you look at that Avengers franchise, and you're talking about Black Panther. Captain Marvel, Scarlet Witch, Vision, Black maybe. Widow, Ant Man, maybe Black Widow, maybe Hawkeye. That's not a terrible movie. I don't think. I don't know. It's, it's not. It doesn't quite have the the oomph that Avengers has. No. It, no. It. Nothing is going to have that oomph. Number one, because it came and it was. Totally you know what would give it that oomph? oomph? Who? Doctor Druid. I don't think so. Maybe Brother Voodoo. Wasp. Triathlon. Bring Wasp in. That Triathlon would, would be great. Death Cry. I want to see, like, an all-female Avengers. You mean the Lady Liberators? You could call it that. You could call it A-Force. I don't know what you want to call it. That was in, in Avengers number 83. That was, there was, like, Medusa, Valkyrie, Black Widow. Uh, well, it was actually Enchantress masquerading as Valkyrie. Um, that was sort of like the, the female. Oh, Scarlet Witch. So imagine, like, an A-Force yeah. kind of thing. You could do that. I think the, the female actors in, in the MCU have said they want an A-Force movie. Black Widow. Captain Wasp, Marvel. Captain Marvel. Wasp. Scarlet Witch, yeah. Scarlet Witch, uh, Shuri, yeah, there's, uh, that's oh, enough yeah. right there. Yeah, like there's there's your team. They, all of a sudden, there's a there's a whole team. Yeah, but I guess we're gonna have to wait and see. Yeah, I guess we will on that. As much as we know, and as the eight ball knows, there are questions we can't answer. That's right, and and Marvel really should call us. <sighs> we will wait by our phones. 